Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today pre-market podcast. My name is Henry Jennings. It is Thursday the 23rd of February and it is Super Thursday, a deluge again of results due today. But let's kick off as usual with the disclaimer, it is general advice only. So please do your own research, contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas or insights in this podcast. All right, let's go first off to the scores on the doors and a second day running of negativity on the US markets. The Dow Jones falling 85 points or 0.26%, 33,045. Pretty narrow range, all things considered, and waiting very much for the FOMC minutes coming out of that earlier meeting. Uh, we did see a high of 116 points up and a low of 181 points down. It was rallying into the close, but pretty anemic, all things considered. NASDAQ up 15 points, or 0.13%, to 11,507. And the S&P 500 down 6 points, or 0.16%, to 3991. The VIX volatility index easing off slightly with nothing really happening in the US markets, down 2.4%, 22.32. SPY futures uh, closing uh, down around 20 points, or 0.28%, following on from that 22.4 yesterday, which wasn't a bad result given that Commonwealth Bank was ex-dividend, uh, wiping uh, a huge amount off that index. And we also saw, of course, the 700-point fall in the Dow leading into our market. So not a bad performance yesterday, helped very much by that wage growth number, which came in better than expected on the quarterly and yearly uh, by around 0.2%. So maybe that takes a little bit of pressure off the RBA and maybe only a little bit of pressure off the RBA, but anything will do. European markets modestly lower, stock 600 down 0.3, FTSE down 0.6, Germany unchanged, France down 0.13 and Spain, well, manana down 0.8 of a percent there. Looking at US stocks overnight and NVIDIA results yet to drop. Just watching CNBC at the moment, waiting for that one to drop, the big one. Stock has rallied around 40% this year. Uh, Apple up 0.3 of a percent. Meta down 0.6. Google down 0.15. Microsoft down a half a percent. Amazon up 1.3. Tesla up 1.8. Netflix down 0.8. JP Morgan in the banks down 0.8, Citigroup up 0.4, Goldman's unchanged, Bank of America down 0.7, Wells Fargo down 0.5, and Block, the artist formerly known as Square, up 1.4. ExxonMobil in the oil and gas space was down 1.3%, and we did see Walmart falling away 2.1% down as well. Barrick down 2.3% uh, on the gold stocks. Looking at uh, the uh, bond market, we have US 10-year yields, 3.92, which was just off the top, 3.3 basis points down. Uh, the two years falling to 4.695. The Aussie 10-year, 3.883, still creeping up towards that 4%, which is not good. Bitcoin having a nasty old day, down 2.6%, back down to 23.832, can't crack at 25,000. The Aussie dollar down, looking at trying the 68 level, 68.06. And the US dollar index pushing higher again, 0.4 of a percent there. 
in terms of what was happening in the US and why it was doing what it did. Uh, the Fed minutes showed inflation remained well above the Fed's 2% target, adding the labor market still very tight, contributing to continuing upward pressure on wages and prices. The Fed officials also noted that inflation data received over the last three months showed a welcome reduction in the monthly pace of price increases. But they did stress that substantially more evidence of progress across a broader range of prices would be required. Shares of Intel retreated more than 2% on Wednesday as well. The struggling chipmaker slashed its dividend. Bank of America says to buy the capital-deprived industries, or what they call the cyclicals. Commenting on the Fed minutes, Mohammed El Aryan uh, said the tone and content of these minutes appear to read more hawkish than what came out of the February 1st press conference. What is not clear to me is whether the text was influenced by the data released after the FOMC meeting. In other words, he doesn't really know. And capital economics, the most important question now is how will Fed officials react at the upcoming meeting this month to a run of stronger January data releases? Will it take it as support for their existing views or see that strength as a reason to add more hikes to their projections? All right. Uh, In terms of commodities last night, the oil price down again, 2.8% down, $2.3581 in Brent crude. WTI down 3.1%, $2.33. Could be we've seen peak oil company earnings as well as peak iron ore and copper miners like BHP and Rio. Gold price dropped 10 bucks or 0.55 as the US dollar strengthened. And we saw copper down 0.7, nickel down 2.3, aluminium down 2.1, zinc down 1.8, lead like a balloon down 2.3, it was shot down, tin down 2.4%, iron ore also eased back 0.4% of a percent as well, and lithium remains under pressure at the moment, as Queen would say. In commodity stocks overseas, Rio numbers out last night late after the market closed. Uh, I've written up Rio this morning in Henry's take, uh, looking at them as the Danny DeVito to BHP's Arnold Schwarzenegger in twins. Uh, But BHP overseas in ADR terms fell 3.2%. Rio in ADR terms fell 3.4%. So some losses there for the big miners which probably accounts for why the ASX spy futures are down 20 points. Freeport McMoran fell 2%. Alcoa was up 1.9. Tech down 5.2. Anglo down 2.2. Glencore down 1.8. And Vale down 0.8 of a percent with Arbomile in the lithium space up 1.9%, which is good to see at the moment. In local news today, of course, it is a big day for results, and we will kick off some of those results. Uh, First one up is Medibank Public. Uh, First half net profit rose 5.9% to 233.3 million, declared an interim dividend of 6.3 cents fully frank. The hack cost the business 26.2 million in non-recurring costs, and that figure will be up to 45 million for the year. Importantly, they stress no further criminal activity has been detected. It also forecasts resident policyholder growth of half to three quarters of a percent and a modest decline in the industry growth rate in FY23. 
Dividend is a 76.5% payout ratio. The reject shop has flagged a resumption of dividends on sales of 439.7 million, which is up 3.5%, and gross profit 178.7, which is in line with previous corresponding period. And we also saw Cube Holdings, a big logistics company, lifting dividend by 25% as profit jumped. Uh, they had a 111.3 million statutory net profit after tax, which includes the contribution from discontinued operations. Um, the statutory EBITDA jumped 23% to 284.4. Revenue climbed 23%. Dividend of 3.75 cents fully franked, which is up 25%. Gold Road numbers out as well. They've uh, provided shareholders with a half a cent dividend. Full year net profit rising 73.1% to 63.7 million. Revenue up 39.4 to 382.9 million. Auckland Airport also has lifted guidance as the travel recovery fuels their profits. Has reported a $68 million New Zealand underlying profit. Travel bouncing back from the pandemic. And the reported profit after tax was $25 million New Zealand dollars. Uh, that was impacted by a $94 million non-cash investment property valuation decrease. Late last night, Platinum Profit came out, missed the mark. Seems that their strong performance in the funds, which have driven the share price higher, have not translated into performance fees because the performances weren't quite high enough to trigger performance fees. However, they did trigger analysts and fund managers' bonuses, So they meant higher bonuses for the staff and no performance fees for the company. Luckily, I had the stock as a sell yesterday on the call on Ausbiz. Credit Suisse described the result as a sizable earnings miss, but pointed out that the miss was due in part to its good performance as its international and Asia funds are now ahead of benchmarks, which could lead to a recovery in flows and eventual performance fees. We shall see. In other news, MoneyMe is on the market looking for a buyer. Morgan Stanley has been tasked with that little number. Atlas Arterial just out reaffirms distribution guidance of $0.20 a share and distribution guidance of $0.40 per security for 2023. That's the second half uh, distribution guidance of 20. Net profit, statutory net profit after tax jumped $241 million in the 2022 calendar. Uh, Qantas profits out this morning, always one that is very much in the market sites, posted a record underlying pre-tax profit. No wonder it's a record with the prices they charge on Jetstar. Underlying pre-tax profit of $1.42 billion in the half to December. Big turnaround from the $1.2 billion loss. Revenue tripled to $9.9 billion in the period, and it has forecast an underlying net profit of between $1.35 and 1.45 billion. That was the forecast, um, and they have obviously delivered a couple of profit upgrades. So that was interesting. 1.42 billion, the number coming out of Qantas. Smart Group has declared a 14 cent dividend, and IDP Education numbers out this morning strong. Demand lifts dividend, profit jumps, posted a 62 percent lift in NPAT to 82 million. The result was driven by a 26% increase in revenue for the group's product lines, declared 21 cents dividend up 56%.
good numbers there from them. In other results just coming through, we've got IVE Group reporting first half underlying NPAT 24.3 against 19.4 as the street forecast for that one. Uh, we've also seen uh, Kelsian Group, which is the bus operators, underlying NPAT, uh, NPAT A for the first half 35 million. Market was going for around 34.7. And Qantas also launching a buyback of, under, of up to 500 million shares as well as their numbers. Um, the statutory NPAT for Qantas was 1 billion. The market was going for 1.02. Revenue of 9.9 billion, the market was going for 9.27. No interim dividend from Qantas. Res, uh, Ramsey Healthcare earnings have come out as well. Uh, I haven't seen the full details of those. Uh, first half NPAT 194.4, market was going for 179.2. Their mineral resources has entered into a binding agreement with Arbomile for two separate transactions. Uh, there is a marble joint venture reconstruct and an investment in lithium conversion assets in China. So interesting news always in the lithium space at the moment. Just looking to see if there's any more results that may be of interest to you. Some research recommendations coming through this morning on results from yesterday. We have WiseTech Global upgraded to a buy from an outperformance CLSA. WiseTech Global upgraded to a positive from neutral at Irvins and Partners. Worley upgraded to a buy from a hold at Jefferies. LaVisa Holdings upgraded to overweight from neutral at Baron Joey. Platinum Asset Management with those results coming out after market last night. CLSA downgrading to a sell from underperform, Reese Australia Plumbing Supplies downgraded to underperform from neutral at Macquarie, Domino's Pizza Stuff Crust downgraded to neutral from a buy at UBS, and in the papers this morning it is said that Bruce Matheson, the billionaire, is emerging as a key shareholder in Star Entertainment as it looks to raise around 800 million bucks to recapitalize the group. So we'll see how that one pans out. Just some late-breaking results coming out. The Lottery Corp half-year earnings are out, um, which look, uh, we'll get a little bit more into those. Revenue, 1.92 billion. Street was going for 1.93. Interim dividend, 8 cents. Fully frank special dividend, 1 cent. Nine Entertainment reported first half MPAT, 183. Uh, the Street was going for 189.2. Uh, interim dividend, 6%. Six cents fully frank trading update and outlook as well uh, to match and um, Metro FTA advertising that's free to air advertising market estimate to be down in the mid teens and we also have seen um, well that's about it actually no more results well that's it for me today thanks very much for listening have a great day question of the day today is should there be a cap on superannuation balances in Australia? Obviously a highly political subject and very personal subject for some, but should there be a cap on superannuation balances in Australia? That's it from me. Thanks again. Have a great day. And as always, may the trading gods be with you.